0: welcome to the 10 again podcast my name is alex b thank you for tuning in thank you for listening or whatever it is that you're doing this morning or this afternoon depending on when you're listening to the podcast uh now we're gonna have part two of my talk with Dan paris about race relations police stuff a lot of interesting stuff um if you ever want to contribute or comment on the podcast you could do so that number is 317-245-6396 it's a voicemail number so you can leave your commentary there. Or if you want to drop an email, the email address is 10 gmail at uh, gmail.com. So uh, definitely, I'd love to hear from you and hear what you think. Yesterday, I learned a lot of stuff and got a lot of insight, and uh, we're going to continue it on here in just a minute. want to remind everybody, tomorrow on the podcast, we'll be remembering uh, Michael Jackson as we celebrate, not celebrate, or remember his passing, uh, which uh, is tomorrow. So we'll talk about that a little bit. But right now, let's get back to the, the serious matters of things, and part two of my conversation with Am Paris. I've got another question. We talked yesterday about just—you brought up a good point. You said it's the it's the mentality. It's not it's not the skin color. It's the mentality that that started long ago that still just continues and continues and continues, and that has to change before. And you brought up a good thing. You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable, and I think that's that that resonated with me. I thought about that. You have to be comfortable to be uncomfortable to to. To to go into an area or or whatever or a situation where people say no because I've been in those expo events that you've done up at Mardi Gras I've been at at, at Monday Night Football man no problem you know I, I'm from Gary Indiana maybe it's because I, I just that's how I grew up but everybody's everybody there's nobody different than the other somebody does something wrong whether you're white or black you're that's it now I've got a question if you don't want to answer because obviously it, it, it's a profile thing of I, I personally, just because of what i see on TV, I don't believe everything TV tells me. I don't believe the narrative from... A lot of times I just turn the volume down and I just look at the video and I try to resonate the images. Do you think Hogsett has a reality of what's going on with the police department in Indianapolis? Because um, it just talking- doesn't seem like the, like the sense... I don't want to say the sense of urgency because to me... It doesn't, I don't know, the, the sense of urgency just doesn't seem there. I mean, are, are, have we lost control of that, you think?
1: No, I wouldn't say we've lost control. Um, and, and you're talking about Mayor Joe Hawksack. Yes. And, and he's a really good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, right is right and wrong is wrong. Good friend and no friend. At the end of the day, I really, this 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 problem is bigger than Joe Hawksack. Right. Right. Um, this problem is bigger than the city of Indianapolis. Um, I, I fight for equality. I fight for justice. Um, and, and, and and it happens to be in Indianapolis because that's where I live. I will say that the struggle I have with my friend, Joe at is transparency. And, you know, When you and Joe, you know, I know he's a good person. Oh, for sure. But, uh, but that's not a justification. Don't get it confused. Um, You know, good person, bad person. I'll say this again: you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Nothing wisdom comes from failing. It doesn't come from making the right call every time because if you don't do things outside of your comfort zone, then there is no way you're going to be able to create change for today, let alone the future. So when you have, to me, everything in your favor, when you look at the way they govern the state of Indiana, we're being governed by two different fractions. You have a Republican, governor and a democratic mayor and you have a democratic mayor in the largest city in the state. If the two of them, and it ain't just Hogshead, you have a governor and 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 I'm and I'm pretty good I'm pretty cool with with uh Governor Holcomb as well. But where is he? Where 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 is he on it on this front of police brutality? Where is he on this front of speaking out? So to me, they both are failing in transparency.
0: Yeah, because here's, this is aside from the police stuff, with the, and this is just real quick. You know, um, Holcomb says, okay, the state's going to open up this. It just didn't seem like they communicated because Marion County always seemed a week behind what the rest of the state was doing. And I understand. This no, is they, the COVID no, 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 stuff. no, no, no.
1: I'm going to jump in. Let me jump in, out. Okay. I don't think that they are communicating. But again, this is why I pointed out. They run two different. Yes, the the governor can 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 overrule and say no, mayor. This is what we're going to do. The str- the struggle is, their base is different. The governor is governing for his base, the state of Indiana. Right. The mayor is governing for the city of Indianapolis. So they are in contact. They talk. They're they I mean, from what I understand, they have a really good relationship compared to some other cities and states um, that have a Democratic and a a Republican running the state and the city. Um, I just think that, bro, ultimately it's a humanity issue. I don't give a shit if you are the mayor or if you're the governor. This is a humanity issue. And either you give two shits about humanity or you give five shits about your political aspirations. It's just that simple to me because you can't expect change when you are not doing what people put you in office to do, govern and be the mayor for the people. Now, here is the bigger problem. In Indianapolis, I say we have a bigger problem in the state of Indiana in general, because this is for the most part been a really conservative town. This is for the most part has never really rallied. This is probably the biggest rally cry that they've had. I was part of working with these young girls called Black Women in Charge. We did a rally like three weeks ago at the state office building. I've done two back to back, but Mm -hmm. the first one was 10,000 people, the largest rally of its kind. Right here in Indianapolis, people came from everywhere. Now, that's 10,000 people that won't change. They they want to see the city evolve so people can stop calling us Naptown. But then there are some who don't want that change. That's where we struggle. Now, we either got to legislatively vote people in who gives a shit about the people or vote them out. That's
0: how I look at it. Yeah, you have to vote. You have to have a voice. Do you think, with everybody, and I, and I've said this on on previous podcasts, everybody's got a phone. Everybody's got a way to put stuff put stuff on there, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Facebook or whatever. Why do you think the these if if they know the, these these police officers, if they know somebody's got that going, you would think that I mean, I'm not not saying like let everybody go let the city go buck wild, but You think it's pressure because they're just overwhelmed? Like, what what drives somebody, in your opinion, to snap like that? And and this is a two-part question. And this is just just a question. Is it different for the mentality if a white police officer kills a black male versus a black police officer? Is there a different mentality, or is it still the same offense across the board? No,
1: because I told you at the end of the day, black people are black people. Blue, blue is for a fraternal order. When you are become a police officer, especially black men in Indianapolis. And it has nothing to do, people would say, well, Indianapolis is a conservative town and blah blah blah. You know, think about the amount of black officers that walked off the force in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. So it has nothing to do with color. The the, the two officers that killed John Reed. We're black. Right.
0: But what I'm saying is, do you think the outrage with the citizens in the community is different?
1: Not anymore.
0: Okay. No. But it no. was in the no, past I, I... where they look at it and say, okay, the person must have done this, this, and that. And then before it's like, oh, you know, it's, it, it's a white cop. White cops are acting out. Because like you said, at the end of the day, we're all the same people. It's just the mentality of thinking of how of, of how we do things. I mean, is, is IMPD, are they just overwhelmed? Is it just too much work? Are they understaffed? I mean, what, what causes somebody to stress like that for, for to make a rash decision that, that obviously isn't, isn't the best move?
1: Well, let me go back. First of all, let me, let me answer that question about okay. the, the officers and the color. The reason Black people are, are up in arms about what's going on with the police department, because I don't know the, the, the overall statistic, but I would be willing to bet you that 90% of the Black men that have died have been in the, at, at the hands or at the guns of uh, or at the knee of a white police officer. Mm-hmm. That's why black people are angry. That doesn't mean that we wouldn't be as angry as if a black officer, because that has happened recently, where a black officer killed a black man and we were just as angry. So now what it's come down to, again, it comes down to the police department. We have a issue with the contracts that are signed by the mayors of each city that offers qualified immunity to police officers to have a pass and get away with these murders. So this has been a law that you didn't know about. People didn't know about the FOP.
0: I had no idea that, that, was, that, that was such a thing. Well, that would, that would make it enticing to do the job to know that you would get a pass If you did something morally that obviously wasn't something you should be doing.
1: So then now I go to your second part, second part of the question. I'm not a therapist, so I couldn't tell you the mindset. I can speculate, give you my opinion, which is all I have. So Mm -hmm. this is not scientific evidence that this is real. But again, I believe. The mindset is based on best practices, (laughs) so in any business, if you, Alex, learn how to DJ with a Serato, which is a new mixer style oh, that people use, prior to that, you and I came up on carrying record crates. Yes, sir. So then when people started cheating as DJs is what I like to call it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> when true. using computers and Seratos, you had to get into a different mindset to reteach yourself how to do that. This is why I stated earlier. Wisdom comes from failure. So you learn. So how do we break the systematic racism within the police department? Those same police officers who are committing murder have to be held accountable as if you and I committed murder. Because you can have a 22-year-old who just came on the force for six months. And come from a rural town and have never interacted with black people. His thought process is black people are the devil. They're mean, they're evil. They did da, 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 da. Even Am Harris for all the work that I do. People know me. I don't have a, 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 a personal thing against police officers other than I just want you to do your goddamn job
0: yeah.
1: the right way. So if you think as a cop, and I know who you are. I know what you do, but, but the hell with you. I don't care what you think. It doesn't matter. Then your best practice, Al, is this is, we've gotten away with this before. We, we have qualified immunity. Here is the thing. The public never knew anything about qualified immunity. Qualified immunity, to me, is like when a dictator comes to America that we know who is a terrorist, they get, we've heard this for years in our movies and so forth, but it applies to our police department. They get what they call diplomatic immunity.
0: Yes, I've heard that.
1: Right. So it's the fucking same thing. Yeah. You can be a killer and come to the United States, but because of the laws that we don't really know about in the United States within the police department, which mayors sign these contracts so people go after the mayors for this kind of stuff, and it, the mayor has to be accountable because they have to step up and make these changes. How do we make the changes? We have to impact their funding. This doesn't mean get rid of police department. This doesn't mean fire police. Behind the hell can you be a police, and you have the audacity to say we're being attacked but you won't hold your partner accountable for choking a man. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell do you think people are supposed to do? So we have to break that system of thinking best practices, which are bad in these cases of killing people are good for them. And we have to not just hold our political people accountable through voting and through, Uh, protesting, and in some cases, rioting. Because you know what got governors' and mayors' attentions during the riots? It wasn't people that was getting maced in the face, getting kicked by police dogs, being beat up by uh, nightsticks, and all of these things that we saw police do to human beings. It wasn't that the President of the United States turned the damn National Guard on American citizens. It was commerce... People start breaking glass windows of businesses. Businesses had to close down. That applies to anything, and particularly this, this particular case, police brutality. So now you see changes in Minnesota because the, the, they don't want the cities to burn. I don't want them to burn. But if you shake a soda can for so long, out and then you raise the top of it, what the hell is gonna happen? The it's, it's pressure gonna, from it is, is going but, to there
0: But but do you think I mean I'm not saying obviously you endorse you endorse writing or whatever, but do you really think and there's been there's been speculation that there's been people coming in for other states to kind of get this stuff going? Um what do you do like if somebody destroys like a, a, and I was talking about this, you know, a black owned business or the CVS. Okay, let's say somebody, you know, me and you are going to go burn down the CVS. And then I just remembered that my mom gets her you know, whatever medicine there, but she can't get it now because it's ruined. So should there be an accountability or is it just, like, basically the question I have is how did it go so crazy from protesting to all hell breaking loose that last weekend in May? Like, what happened? Like, what flipped that switch that Okay, we had a peaceful demonstration. There's people in the streets, da da da, and then all of a sudden, kaboom! It was it just like what was that? I don't understand because when when Deshaun Reed, when that stuff happened, okay, we didn't see him. Obviously, what happened, we saw the stuff on Facebook. But there's been speculation that he never had a gun and fired. People got together over there, over near their site, but there was like a handful of people, which I thought we would have had more people for that because obviously he's one of our citizens. But something that happens on this nationwide thing. It all hell, hell breaks loose. So what, what prompts somebody to go, okay, we've got a peaceful demonstration and now all hell's going to break loose?
1: Um, when you have, it's no different than being, a, it's two parts to this for me. I'll give you one from your business. When you have a nightclub and you got a thousand people in there, how many does it take Alex, Alex to create disruption?
0: Oh, hell, two. One. Two people start swinging, that's it.
1: That's it. So that's what you have when you have Mass hysteria with people marching. Some are angry, some are agitators. That's, that's, but here's what I will say to you. Why are we agitated? Why are we marching? Why do we take and worry about a temporary glass being broken? Because they can rebuild that temporary glass up. They can rebuild that, that building that burned down. You can't bring George Floyd back. So if you wisdom teaches you, if you do what's right, then there's no way it'll go wrong. But if you continue to think that you can insult our intelligence only because you took a 13-week training class or a 22-week training class to become a police officer who is trained to deal with adversity, something is wrong. So we're talking about a temporary problem versus a permanent problem. So for all the people that look like George Floyd, and now, again, what is the biggest fear for bullies? What is the biggest fear for oppressors is when the unit comes together as one. So what we have now, if it was just black people marching, we've been marching Alex for years. We've been marching since we had to sneak our way under the Underground Railroad with Harriet Tubman. We were marching, bro, when they burned down Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we just wanted our own. When do white people start to understand? We don't don't kill white people. White people say black on black crime. That is a problem. And black people don't like when you use that term. But what I will tell white people is you should be thankful that we just want equality versus revenge because then it would be a major problem. So if you can deny history as a white person, then you are part of the problem. So don't talk to me about it went from peaceful protesting to a glass being broken. I don't give a shit. What about a person being able to commit murder and get to walk back into the same fucking CBS that was burned down three months ago? Tell me where the justification is in that.
0: That's, you that's, can't. That's very valid. That's very, very valid.
1: So for me, this is not about yeah, I'm standing up as a Black person. But if you can jump in here and talk to me and have dialogue, whether it's the mayor, the governor, the business owner, the white guy who thinks that he's more superior, the Trump supporter, doesn't fucking matter to me. I speak logic. I don't speak politics. If you can tell me if it is wrong for me to choke somebody to death Here's the other part, Alex. that can't defend themselves because they got fucking handcuffs on. Where is the resistance? So when people start talking about, like I told you, stated earlier yesterday, topics versus issues, when you start talking about topics, then you really don't want change. You just want your voice to be heard. And I don't really have a lot of time for that. So, yeah, I'm going to use whatever platform I have. There is no way that I have some of these people that you talked about yesterday, these celebrities that I work mm-hmm. with, that I, that I know, that they would work with me if what I was doing or what I'm saying isn't valid. It just, it just doesn't work like that. No one is going to burn their brand in a capitalistic society. So, for me, we can talk about all the topical parts, but I'm only gonna do that for so long. So I get it. white people have a tendency to take Colin Kaepernick taking a need for police brutality and talk about a flag, a flag that they don't really respect. How about how the hypocrisy in that?
0: <laughs> no no, no, that's that that's true how that <laughs> and that's why I said I said a couple episodes ago I go he was like. Peacefully protesting, saying there was a change. Just sit kneeling during the anthem, whether you think it's right, wrong, or indifferent. Telling us that before, and, and this has been going on for years. So, like you said, now it goes to this pressure cooker stuff, and then it, it's all hell breaks loose. So, I have another question, and I, and I know I know uh, Hawk your friend. Okay, so we 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 set a curfew up after after that Saturday, everything all hell broke loose, and I know we all saw the video, and I'm sure you did. With the three individuals that were at the corner of um, Pennsylvania and Washington, Mm -hmm. where they where they they hit the girl with the rubber bullets and and smacked her with the batons, so it seemed like twenty cops piled on three people, which was ridiculous. Pushed the other girl to the ground, whatever, and because they were out past curfew, they weren't doing nothing. They were standing, mind their own business. The next day, the protesters, the people marching, which was peaceful. I mean, nobody did nothing wrong. Were out past curfew, in front of the governor's mansion. And it was okay. So what kind of message does that send that if, if, the, if the mayor puts out a directive and say, this is what it's got to be, and people follow it because businesses had to close and a bunch of other stuff. But if, if the protesters got together past curfew in front of the government's match, like nobody listened to that curfew ex- that whole time he had it up that week. So what message does that send to not only black folks, but white folks that, oh, we ain't got to listen to the mayor. Like what see, I don't. I, I, don't
1: I don't agree with that. I don't agree that they didn't listen to the mayor. You have a small segment of people that did what they what they did by protesting. You had the large masses of people that followed the rules. It's no different than what we just talked about in the club. You're going to always have some people who push the envelope. Now, you you had to do that because the the, the curfew again. What I just stated wasn't for the people the curfew was for the businesses the commerce the curfew was to protect the money it wasn't to protect the lives because who was killing and beating and shooting up who the police (laughs) (laughs) so for me i i understand all the talking points i'm not mad at the mayor for implementing a curfew.
0: No, I'm just saying it just sends a goofy message because nobody's supposed to be on the streets, but he never he never just said commerce. He just said, this is what we're gonna do. But of course do.
1: you can't. I know. This I understand what you're saying. What I'm saying to you is this is not a dictatorship. Right. So just understand that. This is a democracy. He did what he needed to do and it worked. You know, downtown was pretty clear for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, the struggle now comes to, I don't care what the citizens did marching up to the governor's house. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't hurt anything. No,
0: no, no. That's what I said. It was peaceful.
1: What I care about is you ask me what the message the mayor sends with the curfew. My question is what message does it send when you beat up two little girls because of fucking curfew? Yeah, that was what crazy. Happens to the, so this is my point, Alex. We're talking topics versus issues. Yes, there was a curfew. But I also sent a message to the mayor and the chief of police with that same video saying, I would hope this wasn't the dog whistle mandate to police officers because this is unacceptable.
0: Oh, mo- most definitely. It was horrifying to watch. Like horrifying. It was and they saw the camera crews there. And this they're yeah. smacking this girl with a baton and she's just standing there. And it's, I'm just like, are you, are you kidding me right now?
1: So who's more at fault? I get it. If they broke the law, arrest them. You don't beat them. No. So this is where I'm, I struggle when we talk about topics versus issues. So I, I understand right now we are in some really dark days. And how do we come out of this? All I know is unity. I know that you can't sustain a march, you can't sustain a protest. I know that young people are way more aggressive than young people were in the 60s. So you can't use the same tactics of and dogs on everybody, True. because you just can't do it. No. The, 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 the laws have changed. We are fighting for justice and equality. That's why we're fighting now. The bigger question, is when does corporate America step up and look at humanity versus economy? The same way they said, get the country going because we will go broke. At the expense of who? People's lives. So we as a people have to be more aggressive and holding corporations more accountable to hold our politicians more accountable. So that's where AMP is, that's my mindset. My mindset is not to debate, you know, how you feel about me if I, if, if your life is better than mine. I gotta go out here, and, I've, and Black people have always been in a pandemic. We've always had to live through a pandemic. For 450 years, every day of my life is a fucking pandemic. Yes, I have some privilege, but I also know that my neighbors could look at me and judge me because I'm black and think
0: I shouldn't live next to him. And my house is bigger than all of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, that is, no, that's a good point. That's, and I think you said, I, I keep thinking, going back to this. You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable to know that it's not what has been instilled and in, in, in been hammered into us. It's that, that it, it, It's a mindset. I got two more questions, and then we'll be done. And this is just, again, me watching the news with with the volume turned down. I get it that some of these statues and these monuments represent stuff that that is not favorable. They're coming down. And, you know, Hawkshead had got the one removed out of a Garfield Park, I believe. Okay, have people take the one at Garfield Park down. Why is it okay for folks to go on government property, city property, to pull these monuments down because they don't like them, that they represent, you know, a, a bad time or place or whatever. Because what about if you and I decide to go take a monument down? I got a rope and a tow truck. You're driving the tow truck. I'm telling you, go ahead, and put it in drive. The monument falls and kills me. Now, what do you think my family can sue the city because I'm doing something? Because technically, regardless if you like the monument or not, it's illegal. But why is, why is it okay to do that now?
1: Um, because now people are understanding history. Nothing about those monuments have any relevance to today, in 2020, unless you want to live back in 1920. If you think those monuments represent unity, equality, fairness, then you keep them up. But if you, if, if, if we're trying to get past this myth, see, again, this is about a history lesson. They don't have monuments of Martin Luther King up in every city. True. They don't, they're don't. they not going to put a monument of the first black president up in every city. So why in the hell do I want to see a monument of somebody who went against the United States, one, or another monument who thought that it was okay to keep black people enslaved, but we're trying to move forward. So either it's right or it's wrong. And I don't give a damn about a monument because if that's the case, put a monument of George Floyd up. Put a monument of Tamir Rice up. Put a monument of the police up who killed him. This is the problem where I'm saying uh, that either we're trying to move forward And we're trying to break that mentality of you are better. And to me, I'm a firm believer in this. Would you raise your kids to think that you have two dogs in your house? One is white and one is black. Mm -hmm. Would you raise your kids to think your white dog is better than your black one? But the black dog protect. But listen to this. But the black dog protects you the most. The black dog is the one that, when the criminal comes with the gun, that's who you send to go get the the, the, the criminal. But the white one runs and jumps in your lap. That's what those monuments represent to me. And no, I know, you know some people. And, are and that's just,
0: true. I my thing is that I do believe that if if it if it represents something bad or whatever, take them down. I just before the George Floyd stuff, if 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 people just started going out of nowhere. And started going on city property, government property, whatever, and tearing stuff down. Like if I went and uh, flipped over a garbage can, let's say by the Indiana War Memorial, I probably would get a ticket or would probably get harassed because I'm, I'm tearing stuff up. But yet Okay, a group- stop, 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 stop. Okay. Stop
1: right there. I'm going to cut you off again. All right. that's a great point. So imagine this. Imagine a black person watching a white person kill a person and don't go to jail. But you'll go to jail for turning over a trash can. True. Why in the hell wouldn't I be outraged as a black person? Because it's wrong. At the end of the day, however these analogies come up, I come right back to the foundation of my argument. Either it's right or it's wrong. When you're talking about things between life and death, there is no gray area. Again, I go back to the same thing. Qualified immunity. I want that the same way the police department wants it. It shouldn't be because I decided to go become a cop and go to a 22 day training class. I'm paraphrasing and being smart, Alex, that I have more power over Alex who dumped over a damn trash can. And now here is the problem with black people. Alex, this is the privilege. We get pulled over or go to jail for dumping over the same trash can that you dumped over. And I got to go to court for months about a goddamn trash can that a cop decided to use his privilege or a white woman decided or a white man decided to use their privilege to call the police on me as a black person, and I still lose. This is our fight. We're in a pandemic every day. So when people start talking about fucking statues to us, that statue to me is no different than the window at CBS. That's a temporary thing. Who does that statue benefit? Only people that benefit, the people that that statue benefits are the people who still believe in Confederate flag. Now, either you are a closet Confederate flag person or you're all about the Constitution of the United States. You can't be both. You have to make a decision. If it's right to be with the Constitution of the United States and believe in everything that the flag says, how in the hell can you tell me it's right to have the have the statue up of the man who did not believe in the constitution? The,
0: the, yeah, so, that's, that's a very, very strong point. That's very strong. So, that, that's real talk. I mean, that's that's real talk. <laughs>
1: I don't understand. So it becomes a mindset. It all comes back to the same thing with me, logic. And, and you know, when I do these podcasts with people, and I don't do them often, but when I do do them, I understand I'm not an athlete. I'm not a professional musician. I'm not a professional po- po- politician. Right. What I am is, is a logical thinking human being that understands that I've had a relationship with Alex for over 25 years, that every day we got with each other, we just wanted to make people dance. Yeah. Whether if Alex was DJing that night, or if he was running the lights, or if he was running the door, it didn't matter to you and I. That's what America is. America is not based on because you're white, I should listen to you and you're right. America is based on, yo. How do we get the most people, Alex, what we did during that time, we made history. That's true. That's we true. made history. When I first came into the World Mardi Gras and I sat down with the owners of World Mardi Gras, nobody knew the vision. And I'll give you one even better. This is black and white coming together. When they closed World Mardi Gras, who was the person to call me and say, hey, Amp, I got a great idea, man. I don't know if you want to use it or not. But there's this place on the west side of Indianapolis. It's a honky tonk country western bar. But with the amount of people you have on Monday Night Football, I think this will be good. And I think you're the only person that can make it work. He you know sa- who told me that?
0: He sounds familiar.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I never forgot it. That's why I'm on this phone with you.
0: Yeah. And you did so make history me- there, too. Because, and when people ask me that, too, especially when, when, it, through my travels or whatever, as far as like promoting, you know, diverse events, I go, You gotta go with somebody that knows the audience, you know, knows what to do, knows how to promote it. Don't just have any like fly by night guy that says, Hey, I'm gonna do this, this and that and then it's just ridiculous, you know? I mean that's that's what I think. Yeah, I forget. yeah, because eight seconds the same thing. I said and you know, it was good it was good there too. And I said there's there's gotta be there's gotta be stuff that's going on and I just wish people would just think different because it's it's got to get better. I mean, we're we're not getting any younger. Nothing's going to change. There's there needs to be all this. You know, there needs to just, we need to change the mindset. I think I wish wish people that are listening now would change the mindset. But like you said, you know, you'll go buy a little Wayne record. You'll go to you know whatever concert or whatever. But then when you're around your friends or your parents or whatever, then you have a different opinion. So it's like, wait a minute, are you like really embracing it, or you just don't want to? You just don't want to accept. That, that, that there's stuff different. And then to be like you said, be comfortable being uncomfortable.
1: That's the, that's the major thing. You know, you can, you can be a closet racist or you can be a good human being, pick one. So now we live in a society where people are holding you accountable when you're a closet racist. So now what I tell all of my presidents of organizations and, and, and friends that I play basketball with, how can we make a difference? How can we help Amp? I didn't know it was this bad. Of course you did. The only thing that was different is you saw the same thing that black people saw for eight minutes and 46 seconds. If either it touched you or it didn't. And if it didn't touch you, you, my friend, are the problem. I I agree. And And if it did touch you, it's people like Alex telling truth to power. It's people like Mayor Hogsett, not really looking through the landscape or the lens of a politician and saying, I have to make the tough decisions. I govern people of all races. It's Governor Holcomb having to, and he's a good guy, but I believe he's jaded at this point because of the, the, the political landscape. Yeah. So this is where, you know, I, I, I said yesterday, And when we talked about, I don't, I'm not governed by anybody, Alex. So my perspective, my opinion are about right versus wrong, not Republican, Democrat, Black, white, none of that. You know, I understand criminals come in all colors, but don't tell me when I'm talking to the people that are supposed to protect all colors, you see good versus bad based on color.
0: That's very, that, that is, that is very valid. That's, you know, you're right. I mean, there's criminals. It's, it's anywhere. I got my final question. Yes. And then then this one, it's a hot topic. We're going to talk about police chases just for a second. If you, if you're getting chased, okay, let's say Amp Paris is getting chased. Amp Paris discharged a weapon in a neighborhood. He's running away from the cops. He stops, he gets out of his car. He has a weapon. He doesn't fire at the officers, but continues to run. I guess what I'm trying to say is, at what point is it a threat where the where the police have to eliminate the threat? I mean, do they do they have to literally be fired upon? Or does the person fire a weapon and then they take him out? Because we're still talking about Deshaud Reed of whether or not he had a gun and fired back. But it just seems like if you fire a shot, but you're running away, but because you didn't hit the cops, do you get a pass? Like, what? Where do we draw the line with that? That you, could, like, I, I just don't understand. First, why a cop would shoot somebody in the back when they're running away? Like, the the thing that happened in Atlanta, guy was drunk, didn't have no weapons, whatever. If somebody has a weapon, do they have to point it at? Her? I mean, what, what is what's the protocol that says okay, we got to take this guy out? He's got a gun, and he's running away. Again,
1: in that, I will preface this my my comment. I'm not a legal person. I'm not a law enforcement person. Um, I would assume or think and I'm not in a heated moment so I really don't know. All I can do is say for me as a person who and I've had a therapist and I've had someone who works with, with law enforcement, that's a therapist say this and it makes sense. A lot of people fire guns when they're scared so that's not a pass. I just believe that how severe is the act we're talking about in Atlanta, if you wanted to make the comparison, which I don't know if you can make the comparison, but in Atlanta, you know, you had a guy who was sleeping in his car, who complied for everything. So you had one officer willing to say, hey, let's get you to your car, let's get you home. Then you have another one, the second one, who comes up who is more of the aggressor to say, that I want to do more. I go back to it's a mindset. When you feel like you can, and when I worked in radio, I used to tell my bosses this: just because we can doesn't mean we have to. And I think what we have to do, and I'm and we didn't touch on this, but I want to bring this up because I think it's important in this question. When you hear statements like "defund the police," That doesn't mean take money away from the police. That doesn't mean we don't want police. Who in the hell wants to live in a society where you don't have law and order? But who in the hell wants to live in a society where law and order is based on your skin color? Cool. So when you when you talk about the fund and why you want to, again, t- topics versus issues, you want to focus on defund the police, but you really don't really want to really dive into the issue of what, what, what that really means. So you're a talking point. So for me, we have to figure out another way than militarization in the police department. We have to figure out just like with with citizens, there's there's a balancing act for me with our citizens. There used to be things that the police department used to fund called the power club, PAL athletic league where we used to go to community centers as young black men, and we, had, we were friends with the police department because we played baseball and basketball. And this was a program from the police department. They took all of those funds away, and they put them all into guns and nightsticks and fucking army tanks and all of these things that you see for American citizens. It looks like a dictatorship country that you would see in South Korea where army tanks are rolling down the damn street for what a man was sleeping in his car. So that's one aspect of it for me. The other aspect of it is when we're talking about the police, they need to have certain types of law enforcement officers based on the crime. I don't think, and if this has been said, But if you look at most of the traffic cops, the the, the, the violations, how cases end up going from a loose cigarette to a person with a counterfeit $20 bill, why does the same kind of cop showing up for that, that will show up for a bank robbery or a young man running with a gun? Two different types of situations. So why do we need We're expecting for cops who have no college degrees, no real psychological training to really show up. There are no diffusing. They go from zero to 100. So when you talk about a Reed, I can see the aggressiveness if, operative word, if they show that he shot at the police. But if you think about his case, it started from a damn traffic violation to him being shot, True. twelve times damn near.
0: Yeah, that was that was a little crazy because, to me, if he's down on the ground, I mean, I'm not saying that you you should just harm people. I mean, if but if he's not pointing anybody, why can't you just shoot to this like disable? Shoot him in the foot, shoot him in the lake, or something. Well, I don't even,
1: but I don't even know how. That. And again, our prep is if he pulled a gun.
0: That's, that's gonna be the, the big part
1: we. We yes, so we when we talk about that, that case all I want to talk about is because white people have a tendency, what did he do before that? I need to see the video before that. So what he did before that is he was speeding and the police department called the chase off and then another police picked it up. So why is the aggression where does that come from? That's why I keep saying mindset and we as people, we have some of the same mental illness is something that I feel starting now, police officers every year should go to go through a mental illness evaluation. Because the stress that they go through every day, and we need to determine. If these officers who don't live in the inner city but live out in these rural-ass towns and drive into our inner cities and police our inner cities are mentally capable of discerning from a white dog versus a black dog, then if they can't, there should be a reason for them to not be police officers. So that's part of the funding. Take some of this money put it back into programs. Let's educate, treat treat our young black brothers and sisters with programs. And if I'm asking it for citizens, I need more to be done for the person who has a legal killing permit.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no.
1: So that's that that's it, man. So I, I know this was a long time, man, but you know, it was that, good. No, talk that's good
0: you. because it brings up a lot of stuff. And I, I you know what? When the autopsy report comes out, And that I'd like to get you back on again because I think and I hate to say this because I I, I try not to I think if if it comes out that there was not a gun involved, people are going to be really pissed.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, again, that's up for the legal system. You know, each each side has to prove their case. I, I still stand on this. A traffic violation shouldn't lead to a young man being dead.
0: I'll tell you one thing, guys. I've I've learned a lot. I don't know if you have. Uh, feel free to jump on Twitter. My Twitter handle is I am uh, Feel free to reshare this particular podcast. If you want to listen to any of the previous ones, you can log on to the Alexb.com. I definitely I definitely learned a lot today. I learned a lot in the last two days. Um, as far as just is just the insight, you know, the stuff that we maybe we didn't pay attention to, uh, but we are now, which is a good thing because AMP is using a hashtag called Make That Change. Um, He's using it on social media and stuff. And he got that from the Michael Jackson song, uh, Man in the Mirror, he was listening to. So I figured, why not wrap up with that song? Tomorrow, we talk about uh, MJ, remembering the passing of MJ tomorrow on the podcast. Have a great Wednesday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm
2: going to make a change. For once in my life, <laughs> it's gonna feel real good. Gonna make a difference. Gonna make it right. <laughs> As I turn up the collar I my favorite winter coat, this wind is blowing my mind. I see the kids in the street, but not enough to.